You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. is controlled by deceit, selfish ambition, and evil. But God is still in control and has in place people like Jehoiada ready to do his bidding. People who have faith in his word that have been baptized and emboldened by the Holy Spirit ready to do his will. And God wants to use us. He wants to use us in this time of craziness, in this time where all kinds of questions are going on, where people are coming against Israel, where people are coming against God. Sometimes it just takes one woman, or one man in this case, to stop the world's lies. Jehoiada had a major concern because the lineage of David was being attacked. Folks, God puts in place who he needs to so that people see his mercy and faithfulness. Will you be one of those people? This is Pastor Dave's message today. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 22 as he continues his message, Wrong Place, Wrong Time, Wrong People. seek the Lord and you are living a Christian life, people are going to hate you. People are not going to like you. Jesus prophesied that. They hated me, they're going to hate you. The throne was empty. There was no one sitting on the throne after Jehu killed Ahaziah. There was no one sitting on the throne. It was empty. So, the queen mum decided she would now take over. She took this opportunity to seize the throne. It was the throne of David. Now then, Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead. She arose and destroyed all the royal heirs of the house of Judah. Well, this wonderful lady, she gets in there and she says, okay, I'm going to be the queen mum and nobody's going to come near me either. So she kills all the rest of the people who might be heirs to the throne. She basically kills her own grandchildren so they can not oppose her in her reign. The last thing Athaliah wanted was someone from David's dynasty to be around because they would have been next in line, wouldn't they have? According to the secession That's the last thing she wanted. She took a page from her mom and dad's playbook and she brought worship to Baal and to the southern kingdom and she decided to kill all the royal princes. But she wasn't as successful as she thought she would be. One escaped. This was a scary time for Israel because David's family was being destroyed one by one. When Jehoram became king of Judah, he killed all his brothers and some of the princes of Israel to prevent them from dethroning him. The Arabian raiders raided and killed Jehoram's older son. Jehu had some of David's descendants killed. And now Athaliah had ordered the royal seed to be wiped out. She follows the ruthless past of her mother and father. She saw an opening and the ambition got the better of it. 
Instead of hungering, thirsting for righteousness, she thirsted for power and wanted to rule. She thought she couldn't get it any other way. So none who would reign with her, she killed even the infants and babies that might have reigned after her because she feared a competitor, never giving any thought to a successor. Satan was trying to do his best to undo God's promises. Satan loves to try to undo God's promises. He enjoys trying to do that. He does it by questioning God's word. It started with Eve. Has God really said this? He questions God's word. Because the house of her father Ahab was destroyed, she had the spirit of revenge and rage against God. And interestingly, she didn't serve the one true living God. She served idols and Baal. Even those who did not believe in God always seem to blame him for anything that goes wrong in their lives. You ever notice that? People who don't believe in God blame God. People who don't believe in God are blaming Israel for attacking the Gaza when it's the Hamas that are showering Israel with the rockets after rockets after rockets. And they're defending themselves. But you don't read about that in the local papers. All you read about is Israel attacking them. The people who don't know the living God blame him for everything that goes wrong. They like to blame him. This queen mom wanted to wipe out any descendant of David. They wanted to put and distinguish the lamp that the Lord had promised. She forgot one thing. She forgot one thing. What do you think she forgot? I want to know what you think. What do you think she forgot? She forgot who made the promise with David. <laughs> she forgot who made the promise with David. Who was the promise keeper? The Lord. <laughs> the Lord made the promise with David. It was the Davidic covenant. Remember who made that covenant? It was God. God would make sure that the covenant was kept. He would make sure that David's dynasty would continue. And I love that. That's what the scripture said. God keeps the covenant. It's God, it says in Philippians 1 verse 6. He who began the work in you will complete it. God that began the work in you is going to complete it. He was the one. He was the one that was going to do it. He would make sure David's dynasty was continued. There was nothing more than retaliation of what Jehu did to her family and the worship of all. But God was still on the throne, praise God. And he always has servants ready to act. Her name was Jehoshabeth. Little known woman had an important place in God's plan for the ages. Though her courage and ingenuity, she preserved the royal line of David through which the Messiah would come. Let's see what it says. In verse 11, but Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered and put him and his nurse in the bedroom. Of, in the bedroom. So Jehoshabeth and the daughter, the daughter of Jeho King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada, the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah so that she did not kill him. And he was hidden with them in the house of God for six years while Athaliah reigned over the land. Verse 11 tells us that Jehoshabeth was a wife of Jehoiada. Oh, Jehoiada. These are great names, guys. These are great names, boy. I'll tell you what. Woo. Man, I'll tell you what. These are great. You get tongue-tied. Just say them all. It's great. Too. But Jehoshabeth was the wife of Jehoiada, the high priest. Jehoiada was a godly man who was concerned with restoring the throne of David. 
He wanted to restore the throne to its rightful owner and take it away from the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. You know, evil people like Athaliah will begin their work against the Lord, but God will always raise up somebody to carry out his will. Always have somebody standing in the wings to take care of things. Scripture tells us he's always looking to, to, to and fro throughout the land. That he might show himself strong on behalf of a heart that is loyal to him. I paraphrase. One son survived this killing spree. His name was Joash. Look where they hid him. They hid him in the house of the Lord. I love that. I love they hid this boy in the house of the Lord. In the house of the Lord. And it was really neat that he was there because of David's fondness for the house of God. David had a fondness for the house of the Lord. In fact, in this beautiful Psalm 27, it's really a a beautiful Psalm. In verse 4, he says, One thing, David's speaking, one thing that I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And it goes on and on and on. Beautiful scriptures. One thing David desired was to be in the house of the Lord, to dwell in the house of the Lord. David wanted to live in a tabernacle, surrounded by the presence of God. Folks, we have it so much better than David because we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the presence of the Lord dwelling deep in you. Will you take that, let that sink into your head a little bit? You have the presence of the almighty God dwelling in you. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are the temple of God. We are the temple of the Lord. We don't have to live in a tabernacle because God lives in us. God now lives in us. Joash lived in the tabernacle for, or, or the temple for six years. And during the six years, the Lord kept watch over him. He kept him hidden. He kept him safe from Adaliah's reign. And the faithful people of Judah were wondering where God was in all this time. Can you imagine? Where's God? How come all this is happening to us? Where's God? Why would he make a promise and a covenant to David and not keep it? How could he allow this evil queen to jeopardize the future of the Messiah, which was coming from David's seed? Oh, ye of little faith, to think that God would allow something like that to thwart his problem. To think that the Romans and the Jewish leaders can thwart the plan of God by sending him to the cross, which was exactly what he wanted him to do. It was exactly what he wanted Jesus to do, because on the cross is where he took our sin away where he died for our sin and became the perfect sacrifice. But Satan thought he had a plan. I'm going to take care of this. They're going to kill him. Ha, ha, ha. That was God's plan all along. But God was still on the throne. And God's timing is perfect. And his precious, gracious providence, the boy grew up and was protected. He always has faithful servants ready to move. And it was time to remove Athaliah from the throne. Look at verses 1 through 3 in 23. In the seventh year, Jehoiada strengthened himself and made a covenant with the captains of hundreds 
Azariah the son of Jehoram, Ishmael the son of Jehonanim, Azariah the son of Obed, Messiah the son of Adaiah, and all those guys. And then they went throughout Judah and gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the chief fathers of, of Israel. And they came to Jerusalem. Then all the assembly made a covenant with the king in the house of God. And he said to them, Behold, the king's son shall reign as the Lord has said to the sons of David. Jehoiada gathers together the captains and makes a covenant with them, swearing them to secrecy before he tells them what's going to happen. This is familiar. This is familiar. The world is controlled by deceit, selfish ambition, and evil. But God is still in control and has in place people like Jehoiada ready to do his bidding. People who have faith in his word that have been baptized and emboldened by the Holy Spirit ready to do his will. And God wants to use us. He wants us to use us in this time of craziness, in this time where all kinds of questions are going on, where people are coming against Israel, where people are coming against God, where God is being pushed out completely from the place. God wants us to stand up and be the light, be the light to people. So guide the way and lead the way to Christ. God still wants that. I love the patience of these saints. They held on to this young man for six years. It probably seemed like an eternity. I have trouble waiting for God for six minutes. They waited for six years. It took great faith and great courage. And any one of these men could have been a spy. Jehoiada makes a covenant with these men. I love it. Let's read verses 4 through 11. This is what you shall do. One third of you entering on the Sabbath of the priests and the Levites shall keep, be keeping watch over the doors. One third shall be at the king's house and one third at the gate of the foundation. All the people shall be in the courts of the house of the Lord. But let no one come into the house of the Lord except the priests and those Levites who serve. They may go in for they are holy. But all the people shall be watch, keep watch of the Lord. And the Levites shall surround the king on all sides, every man with his weapons in his hands. And whoever comes into the house, let him be put to death. You are to be with the king when he comes in and when he goes out. So the Levites and all of Judah did according to all the Jehoiada, the priest commanded. And each man took his men who were with, who were to be on the duty of the Sabbath with those who were going off duty on the Sabbath, for Jehoiada the priest had not dismissed the divisions. And Jehoiada the priest gave the captains and hundreds of the spears and the large and small shields which had belonged to King David that were in the temple of God. I love that. That is so cool. They get David's armament. So here's this plan in place, and it happened that the spears and the swords belonged to David in the temple. This is wonderful. What is this like? This is like a testimony of God's grace and mercy. David, all these spears that were belonging to David, it's a testimony of what God had accomplished through the servant David. I love it. Now, I'm sure these weapons were a great encouragement. Can you imagine this? Can, now think about it. Can you imagine? They go in there and they get these things, and they're standing there. They're ready to go to battle because they've been given a charge by Jehoiada, right? They're ready to go to battle, and they come up and go, oh, this spear, this was one of David's favorites. Ooh, can you imagine holding on to that thing? How exciting that must have been? The guy probably started swinging. Hey, hold on, buddy. You'll hurt somebody with that thing. But he must have been excited about that. That was what a, what a great testimony. What a great encouragement. This is what testimony does for us. When we hear each other's testimony of how the Lord dealt with us, 
maybe even today how the Lord dealt with us, or maybe even whatever, it is encouraging to us, and it gets us excited about what the Lord's doing. And that's what was happening here. These swords and spears were testimonies of God's grace and mercy to David, and it encouraged them. It gave them boldness. When everyone was at praise, according to the plan, Jehoiada brought the young boy out and presented him to the people, declaring him king. Declared him king. Then he set all the people, every man and his weapon in his hand, from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, along the altar by the temple, all around the king. And they brought out the king's son, put the crown on him, gave him the testimony, and made him king. Then Jehoiada and his sons anointed him, saying, Long live the king. What was the testimony that they gave him? The testimony was the law in the Torah according to the word of God in Deuteronomy 17. The kings were supposed to have a copy of the law. The kings were supposed to have a copy of this law so that they could read it and obey it and help the people to obey it and heed it. So God has kept his promise and put one of David's descendants on the throne of Judah. David's line would continue. God is ever faithful to his covenant. God did keep his covenant with David. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, came from the house of David. God kept his covenant, and God will keep his promise, and Jesus will again return. He will keep his promise. Let's finish out the chapter and find out what the Mad Hatter does here. Now, when Adaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, she came to the people in the temple of the Lord. When she looked, there was the king standing in the, by his pillar at the entrance, and the leaders of the trumpeters were all by the king. All the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets, also singing with musical instruments those who led in praise. So Adaliah tore her clothes and said, Treason, treason. Remember, tearing clothes is a sign of disgust. Son of God. Now they had the king surrounded. Nobody was getting near him. They had him surrounded. And Jehoiada the priest brought out the captains of the hundreds who were set over the army and said to them, take her outside under guard and slay with the sword whoever follows her. For the priest said, do not kill her in the house of the Lord. So they seized her and she went by the way of the entrance of the house horse gate into the king's house and they killed her there. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between himself, the people, and the king that they should be the Lord's people. Do you see what the priest is doing now? He's bringing them back to the Lord. He's bringing them back to where they should have been all along. He's making now another covenant with the God between the people and the Lord. And all the people went down to the temple. They got excited. They went down to the temple of Baal, and they tore it down. They broke in pieces its altars and its images. They killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. Also, Jehoiada anointed the oversight of the house of the Lord to the hand of the priests, the Levites, whom David had assigned to the house of the Lord to offer burnt offerings to the Lord and it is written in the law of Moses with rejoicing and with singing as it was established by David and they set up the gatekeepers at the gates of the house of the Lord so that no one who was in any way unclean should enter then he took the captains of the hundreds the nobles the governors of the people and all the people of the land and brought the king down from the house of the Lord and they went through the upper gate to the king's house and set the king on the throne of kingdom so all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, for they had slain Adaliah with the sword. Wow. I love this. They get this guy. They, David is going to continue. 
This priest had great concern for the sanctity and the reputation of the temple. So he orders the queen to be taken out and not killed in the temple. Interesting. After she was killed, there came a time of sort of spiritual revival. After she's gone, a spiritual revival happens. And they start doing some wonderful things. Tearing down the uh, altars to Baal. And they're praising and worshiping the Lord. They make a covenant between them and the Lord. They recommitted themselves to honor, obey, and serve the Lord. They tore down the temple. They tore down the temple. Six years of darkness. The rightful king of Judah now entered. Six years of darkness. Joash. As we look, we see the name of Joash in chapter 1 of 2 and 24. Joash was seven years old when he became king. And he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. Joaz did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. I love that. Good stuff. Joash is now king of Judah, the southern kingdom. But verse 2 kind of implies something, doesn't it? Anybody get it? Anybody get what verse 2 is implying? It says, Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. Sadly, over in verse 15 of chapter 24, it talks about the apostasy of Joash because Jehoiada dies. He goes from being with the right people to being with the wrong people. That easy. He had a good counsel. He had a good counselor, Jehoiada the priest. But Jehoiada the priest died. And instead of seeking godly counsel, he once again starts to slide and fall. He starts to slide and fall. And the nation once again has a problem. We need to remember when we need counsel, who to go to. First and foremost, we go to the Lord, the Holy Spirit. We go to the Lord through the Holy Spirit and get his counsel in the word of God. And then he might direct you to someone to get counsel from. Always take the counsel back to the word of God. Take it back to the word of God to make sure it's right. Don't go looking for the right answer. Don't ask each person until someone says what you want them to say. Oh, that's it. That's the one I'm taking. Woo-hoo. I got that one, bad boy. Yeah, boy. Okay, okay. We got to take God's counsel. And sometimes, sometimes God's counsel is not what you want to hear. And the person giving the counsel, sometimes, if they're truly giving the Lord's counsel, will tell you what you don't want to hear sometimes. I've seen it several times. I've seen it several times in a couple marriages that I'm familiar with. Not that I performed the ceremonies, but that someone else performed the ceremony. One of the ones were told not to marry, and they did anyhow. And sadly, it didn't go well. When we seek counsel, we need to seek godly counsel. But when we get godly counsel, if it's not what we want to hear, we still need to look at it as godly counsel and take it to the Lord and find out, what do I need to do? What is it that I need to do in my life? We saw the kings. We saw what happened in the kings. When the kings seek godly counsel and they were told... Either could do it or not. So, Joash, the good king, good king for a while, then he makes a couple mistakes. You are a sure hope. 
Second Chronicles is the ongoing account of the kings of Israel and then Judah. Here on Assure Hope, Pastor Dave has been teaching through this book, giving you a good awareness of the things that happened during this time. He started with King Solomon's reign, and you quickly see how when things are managed by mere men, it starts to devolve into selfish wants and desires. This is the way of the world, isn't it? But in contrast to that, you get a glimpse into a few kings who really sought after the Lord and tried to honor him with their kingly reign. Being human, there's always that tension between what you want and how it gives you that esteem versus doing what honors God and gives him glory. It can be easy to look at some of the examples of these kings and quickly start to look down on them. But if you were faced with that same culture and situations, would you do any differently? To know that a few of these men stood up against the crowd is striking. They decided to be countercultural and chose to honor God above all. Wouldn't it be great for God to say the same about you? We're so glad you decided to join us today. This series in the book of 2 Chronicles is one that you'll want to keep tuning into. One teaching connects to the next and helps give you the context of the book as a whole. If you'd like to hear today's message again or you missed one and want to go back to it, head over to AsureHopeRadio.com. We're out of time for today, but we're excited for you to join us again. Never forget that because of God, you have a sure hope.